0: With the opening words of today's gospel text, it seems that we are listening in on a prayer that Jesus is addressing to the Father. It is a prayer of praise, we note, as Jesus' prayer often is, the Our Father being the best example. But the words that follow his exclamation of praise of the Father are a bit puzzling. He praises God for hiding these things from the wise and the learned and revealing them to the little ones. What things is God keeping secret from the wise and the learned. And who are the wise and the learned? And who are the little ones? I don't know about you, but I would like to know. It would just make my preaching task so much easier if Jesus would be clear. And so, as readers, Of the gospel. We need to look elsewhere for some clues. Often the little ones are indeed children. Another translation uses the phrase near children. But in other places the little ones are the least, a reference to those who are distinguished not by their age, but by a meekness about an awareness that they have little of any power or social status. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is enawim the enawim and they were the poor little ones or the little poor of God. They were the ones who had no illusion about being in control. They were the humble of heart, the meek, those who lived on the edges of society and those who were most open to the providence of God. In Jesus' time, we meet these little ones, these least through the encounters that Jesus has with those whom others have forgotten. The widows, the sick, the public sinners, those who struggled with the burdens of the law, those who had difficulty just, just coping with life, and yes, among them, the children. It was to them that the wisdom of Jesus was addressed. And it was in them that the wisdom of Jesus found a home, a place to take root, to be a sign that the graciousness of God would yield a rich harvest. Maybe we know people like that. Perhaps we are like that ourselves. Perhaps they remind us of our ancestors. Those who always seemed to have enough love and time to go around. Not only with family, but with neighbors and very likely with strangers. Those who had a simple but a a profound grasp of what it meant to be hospitable and good. Just because, just because. Those who had a wide view of life with its hardships and an even bigger sense of the need to be grateful and joyful and inclusive. Are companions in faith our ancestors in faith. And many of them, of course, were immigrants. On the other hand, the learned and the wise were the ones who had very little room, even less time and patience for such extraordinary revelation. In Jesus' time, they were the ones who were burdened with the minutia of the law with protecting their place at the front of social arrangements and being the subject of religious honors. They obsessed with the surface of life without any sense of its depth. Examining the trees, we might say, without any appreciation of the forest finding fault with the sin, and being blind to mercy for the sinner. This was not the ready ground for the wisdom of God. In fact, such postures ended up being a stumbling stone for the kingdom thinking that Jesus announced. What Jesus offers within himself and offers to those who would listen well was a humble attitude. What he asks of his followers is a surrender, a surrender to a spirit of communion with God. Paul talks to us about that this morning, a communion that comes from accepting the wisdom that life a, a wisdom about the life that he shows us and that he himself lives out for us and in us to give us a picture of this this communion he uses the image of a yoke a simple piece of harness for for animals for oxen or horses That was used to pull various pieces of farm equipment. Being yoked together as a team made the task easier and the burden light. It would not have been difficult, I don't think, for those listening to Jesus' words to imagine their own burdens from life, for they had many. Nor is it difficult for us to name our own Perhaps they are personal. Perhaps they are those of our community or those of our nation. What is the greater challenge is to accept that we are not making things work or work out on our own. While it's true that we turn to those who are learned and wise to help, It is not because they are the learned and the wise, but because they are humble in their wisdom and place their learning at the service of others. And so we find here a lesson that echoes that of the gospel. The actions and the wisdom of the meek and the humble flow from that deep center in all of us. That is a communion with God and with creation. Zechariah told us that the just Savior would appear riding on the foal of a beast of burden. And Jesus is the realization in total humility of that prophecy. He's well aware of his own humble nature. And when he invites us to take up his yoke and learn from him, we are not being invited into a struggle of the body, as Paul reminds us, but an enrichment of the spirit. It is there we find rest for ourselves. A deep, spiritual rest in the Lord. Something, my friends, we might be needing these days. And so, let us take time to turn our isolation into a stillness and our anxiousness into jeopardy. Let us be as the little ones before God and creation.